All right, here we go. Today's daf is Nafayin Zayin, page seventy-seven, in the Hilgim Masechus Bavakama, and we pick up on the bottom of Ayin Vavam Adbeis, and we are going to start from the Cholha Aimed Lipadais Kepadoi Dami, which is two lines from the bottom of seventy-six B. Now, just to remind ourselves, the Gemara we're coming off of a the Gemara currently is going through. Uh, a rebuttal to Rabbi Elazar's original statement. Now, or actually Rabbi Elazar's original question. Rabbi Elazar had a question that according to Rabbi Yechanan, that shechita, it's the slaughtering that allows something to become permitted to eat, there's a problem. Because when it comes to a sacrifice, we know the shechita, the slaughtering itself is not what permits uh, the kayan or the owner to eat the animal. Rather, it's the sprinkling of the blood. And according to Reish Lakish, who holds that, like we said, in order to be obligated on Dalit Vahey, it needs to be a, a fit slaughter. So, Vahaloi Paduya Materas. The fact that it was redeemed afterwards makes it fit to be eaten. So, that was Rabbi Elazar's challenge in the Gemara to, re, to uh, refute Rabbi Elazar's question says the Rebbe forgot that Rabbi Shimon held of two halachas. Halacha number one we went through, which was that as long as something is ready to be sprinkled on the Mizbeach, that is good enough to be considered like it is sprinkled on top of the Mizbeach. And also we said that Rabbi Elazar forgot that Rabbi Shimon also holds that something that's ready to be redeemed is as if it was already redeemed. Now we're going to bring all this information full throttle as to why into a full circle. As to why this is a, um, as to why this is a, uh, a, a true challenge. But let's first explain what is where do we find Rabbi Shimon's halacha? Rabbi Shimon also holds that something that's ready to be redeemed is already considered to be redeemed. What does this mean, Tanya? We learned in Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Shimon says, "Top of today's daf, para. If a para aduma is slaughtered, now." Paraduma is meant to be slaughtered, except that we know you're not allowed to benefit from a paraduma, so it's not really food. But still, mitame tumas it becomes tame as if it was fit to be eaten. Since it had a time where it was capable of being eaten. Now, when was a red heifer ever capable of being eaten? After. It was shechted. Immediately after it was shechted, it's going to become, uh, it's uh, considered food. And afterwards, once we start the process, it now has the status of a para adu. Okay. Vyomar Eishlakish. Eishlakish said about that. He said, That Reb Shimon would say about this halacha, para agabe marachta. That a para aduma could be redeemed after it was shechted on top of the marachta. The marachta is... The pyre, P-Y-R-E, um, which was the pile of wood that's, that's on top of the Mizbeach. And once it's fit to be redeemed, when it is on top of the Mizbeach, even if you don't actually redeem it, it's going to be usher to benefit from. Alma, you see from here, that anything that's fit to be redeemed is already considered to have been redeemed. Okay. So now that we said... That uh, Reish Lakish holds uh, that Reb Shimon holds of these two halachas. The Gemara goes back to the machlekes between Rabbi Yechidon and, and uh, Reish Lakish. And the Gemara says like this: 
understand why Rabbi Eichanan does not hold like his brother-in-law, Rish Lakish. He didn't want to explain that we're dealing with a blemished animal like Reish Lakish learned yesterday. He says, we want to even be dealing with Kachim that does not have any, uh, any sort of blemish. And, even in, such, and, and you know, even in such a case, we're going to have the conversation of Dalit Vehei. So Rabbi Yechelen says, I don't want to only have a conversation about blemished uh, uh, carbonus. I even want to have a conversation about Tamimim, about unblemished carbonus. Ela Reish Lakish, my time with Yomar Rabbi Yechelen, what was Reish Lakish's problem with his beloved Chabrusa and brother-in-law Rabbi Yechelen's approach? Yomar Lach, Rabbi Yechelen's going to say to, Rabbi Yechelen's going to respond, Utvachai ay machari. It says in the Pasuk, you pay, you pay Dalit Vehei when? When do you pay four or five times? When he shechs it or he sells it, which means whenever you have the possibility of selling a animal, there's also a possibility to be obligated on the slaughtering of the animal. And whenever it's not going to be capable of sale, so it's not going to be obligated when it comes to shechting either. Okay, so the Hani Kodshim, when you have, it says if you have Tamimim. If you if we're dealing with complete carbonus without any blemish, you're not allowed to sell kachim that don't have a blemish. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to redeem it. You're not allowed to sell it. They must be used for its highest possible purpose, which is a carbon, which is an important halacha in life. If you ever have the possibility of achieving greater kedusha, it's usher. It's not even possible. It's it's forbidden. To, uh, to, to lower that You know To, to, to lower that uh, Reality You, you got to go for the creme de la creme But since an unblemished animal It's not going to be a sale It's not going to be considered a shechting To obligate you on Dalit Vehei either And therefore says Reish Lakish If you're ever going to have a situation Where we want to make a differentiation Between being obligated on Dalit Vehei on, To an individual when you steal Or to, or to Hektish It's going to have to be a blemished hectish. It's going to have to be a, a blemished animal, not an unblemished animal. Because, again, an unblemished animal is not even capable of sale. And both Rish Lakish and Rabbi Echinon are consistent with their own reasonings. The Yitmar, we learned, a person who shechts a, a person who sells a trefa. What is Rabbi Shimon going to hold? Rabbi Echinon, Aymar Chayev. Rabbi Echinon says, Rabbi Shimon, is going to say it is chayev. Now, what's the difference about a trefa? So a trefa, when you shecht it, doesn't make it fit for consumption. doesn't make it capable of eating. And according to Reish Rib Shimon, when you obligate on Dalit Vehei, in a case where you make, where it's, where it's uh, fit for eating. Okay? So what would he say? So, so uh, Rabbi Yechon says he would still say chayev. And Reish Lakish Amar Pater. You'd say Pater. Reish Lakish Amar Chayev. Afagav Delesi Betvicha. Even though there's no halacha of Tvicha. Okay? Because um, the, right, because lemaisa it's it's not fit for consumption. Isa it's still possible to say that there's a lacha of sale, like Rabbi Yechinon's consistent approach. He holds it. You, you could say one without the other. Since there's no lacha of tvicha, why is no lacha of tvicha again? Because it's not fit for consumption. So lesa it's not subject to the alachas of sale either. 
All right, so Rabbi Yechinon is consistent with his reasoning, and Reish Lakish is consistent with his reasoning. Each one's going to just keep with their approach. Eisvi Rabbi Yechinon, the Rishim Melakish, Rabbi Yechinon now asks a challenging question on his beloved Ravavah and Harusa, Reish Lakish. The Brisa says like this: Ganav Klayim Utvachay. All right, if somebody shechts a hybrid animal like a mule, okay. Um, so you steal it and you she- and you shecht it, or trefa you steal a trefa, umachara and you sell it. You do pay four or five times the amount. Interesting. Even though both of these cases, it wouldn't be fit for consumption. My love, Reb Shimon, isn't this following the opinion? Uh, isn't this Bryce the opinion of Reb Shimon? And you see from here now, there's an assumption, right, that it's Reb Shimon. He just wants to say it so that it'll be helpful to his opinion. He says, Alma, if this is Reb Shimon, you see, you don't need to have the possibility of sale and shechting. Because over here, the shechting, it's not. Because it's not kosher, it's a trifle. But sale it is. See, a proof to me, says Rabbi Yechina. Amar Leib, says, no, my dear beloved brother, Rabbi Yechinan, you're wrong. You could interpret it to be the Rabbanan. You could interpret it to be the opinion of the Rabbanan and not Reb Shimon. The Rabbanan holds that... Um, even if it's not fit for consumption, it's called the trefa. Says we're irabon. If we found the pin the rabon, trefa b'mchira isa b'zvicha lasa is. So then, um, is it? Do the rabon hold that there's a trefa by sale, but not trefa by slaughtering by shechting? Valamai rib shimon. So what are you going to say? So it's not the rabon; it's rib shimon. Klaim b'tzvicha isa b'mchira lasa, and then you're going to have to explain that we're dealing with klaim and it applies to sale, but not by shechting. And you see over here. That even in Rabbi Yechidon's opinion, it doesn't need to be consistent between sale and slaughtering. Ella, but tana tvicha v'hu adin lemechira. Just because we mention shechting doesn't mean to the exclusion of selling. It means to include emar rabbanan l'rabbanan ami tana lemechira v'hu adin letvicha. So we'll say to over here lefi the rabbanan as well. The tana only mentioned the case of of selling the the sale selling the case of selling. The case of uh, when you're selling this tre- this trefa animal, but the same halacha would have, would uh, they would say the same halacha holds true, even if one were to go ahead and shecht the uh, the animal. So why do we say sale? Because doesn't need doesn't need to say both. You do, all, all we need to know is that the halacha of dalibahe applies. So we mentioned that the halacha of dalibahe applies, and the brisa wants to assume that we would understand that it would apply to shechting. As well, Rabbi Yechonon Amar Lach and Rabbi Yechonon would respond to Reish Lakish. Hi, my, what are you saying, Reish Lakish? I'm Rabbi Shlomo Rabbi Shimon. You're trying to say it's the Rabbanan, but one second, it's understandable if you say we're following the Rabbi Shimon. I done a trefa bechada, tana klayim bechada. We're mentioning the case of trefa, and we're mentioning the case of of klayim as well that you're obligated on on a tvicha and mechira. I did it on a trade for Bukhad, on a client Bukhad. Ella Iyam, Rabbana, but if you're going to say that the, it's the opinion of the Rab, this whole Brisa is following the opinion of the Rabbanon again, and the Rabbanon going to hold that there's Mechira and Tvicha on both. And we should mix them up and put them together. We should have mentioned both. Why are you mentioning one without the other? Answers the Gemara Kasha. You're right. It's a question. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, a question on Rish Lakish, but Lamaisa, Rabbi Yechon and Rish Lakish are sticking to their opinions. Says Gemara Klayim. If somebody steals a mule, a hybrid animal, we're obligated on Dalit Vehe. Says Gemara, why? Why are you obligated 
on Dalid Vehe. Okay? So here we go. Six lines from the bottom of Ayin Zayinam Abay's second word. Klayim. The Bryce has said, if you steal Klayim, you, you pay Dalid Vehe. Says the Gemara, sexif, but it says you pay Dalid Vehe when you steal a sheep. Viyamarava. And Rava says, Zebonaav. This that we mentioned, the sheep, is a binyanav. It's, it's an example, something to build off of, which means, whenever you mention a sheep specifically, it means specifically a seh, and that's to the exclusion of klayim. So why are we saying over here, the Pasuk says seh, why are we including klayim in the obligation of dalivahe? Okay, straightforward question. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you why. You're right, usually seh means not a hybrid animal. But shiny hacha, here it's different. The Yomar Kra, because it says in the Pasuk, Oi, right? It says, Shar Oi Seh, an axe or a sheep. The Rabbi says a client. What is the Oi? What's or? What is it or? It means to include something else, or what? Or even a hybrid. Says the Gemara, what does that mean? An axe or a sheep means to include a hybrid. Whenever it says oi, it means the inclusion of something that I otherwise wouldn't have included. But we learned in a different brisa, sharai kesef. If you have an axe or a sheep, a lamb, really, pratleklayim. The word oi over there is excluding klayim. Oi a's or a goat pratlenidma to the exclusion of an animal that doesn't look like its normal species. Okay. But be it as it may, you see the oi could be an exclusive word, not an inclusive word. Amar Rabba, Rabba says, It depends. Sometimes the word oi is an inclusive word, and sometimes the word oi is exclusive. And over here it's inclusive, and I'll tell you why, says the Gemara. Hacha, over here, regarding stealing. It says if a person steals a seh, a shar a person steals an axe or a goat. Now, an axe and a, and a sheep, I'm sorry, an axe and a sheep that mate, you cannot get a hybrid out of them. Okay? It won't, you can't get a hybrid animal from an axe and a sheep. And therefore, since it's an impossibility for these two to bring forth a, a, a hybrid animal, oi, le rabbi's klayim. When it says shar oi so, since these don't work together, the word oi is coming to be inclusive. What is it coming to include? Even a hybrid animal, you'll pay dalit vehe. Gabikodship, but when it comes to sanctifying animals, dechsev kesef ve'ez, it says a sheep and a goat, which is possible to get a hybrid from them, so then the word oi is the might. The word oi would be coming to the uh, exclusion of, to the exclusion of an animal. Says the Gemara, top of tomorrow's daf. If you're going to tell me that I, whenever there's a possibility to get a hybrid, it's excluding. But when it's impossible to get a hybrid, it's inclusive. But by Kachim, it says Shar Aikesev, which is possible to get a hybrid, and still Unarabe, we exclude why we should be including. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you why. Since at the end of the Pasuk, the two animals don't go together and it's certainly excluding. So the beginning also is going to be excluding. Says Gemara, why are you looking at the end of the verse to exclude? 
and tell me that the beginning is excluding. Maybe look at the beginning to tell me it's including, and then the end should, the should be including too. Why are you starting with the end? Start with the beginning. Me the sefer lemai, reishon ami lemai. Other rabba fakert. Me the reishon the rabba is sefer nami the rabbis. Why don't you say in the reisha that two animals need to be including? It has to be inclusive because it's impossible for them to mate. So the sefer also. Why, why, why don't we say that as well? So uh, why don't we learn out from the beginning of the pasuk to the end of the pasuk? To which the Gemara says, and well, this will be the last step for today. Hi, my. Why does that make sense? Where are you coming from to say that? If you're going to tell me that it's coming to exclude, I would understand why I need two O's in the Pasuk. Because even though usually Klayim is excluded from oi when it's possible to get a hybrid. So then we still need to exclude a nidma, which is an animal from the normal species, but looks like a different species. For some reason, you had uh, two sheep that mated and an animal came out looking like a, like a goat. For some reason. Right? is people going to tell me that the words ay are coming to be inclusive. Why do I got to include a hybrid plus a regular straight up animal that looks like a different animal? Once I include Klayim, Nidme Miboy, certainly I should include a, a, a Nidme. Certainly I should include a, a, an animal that uh, looks in an in, uh, in, in abnormality, but at least comes from two normal animals. And therefore, we'll hold it here for today, but the Gemara is leaving off by saying that you're right. Sometimes I is this, sometimes is inclusive, sometimes it's exclusive. And what, what's the rule? If it's possible to get a hybrid from those animals, the word oy is going to be exclusive. If it's impossible, it's going to be inclusive. If you have a case where the POSIC mentions it, the word oy twice, and one is possible, one's not possible, then we're going to choose whichever one makes most, makes most sense to be listed twice. But which, which in this situation is referring to a case of being excluded. It makes sense to exclude hybrid and exclude a Sheep, uh, uh, a goat-looking sheep, uh, which is a, a separate type of exclusion, than to come to be inclusive, which is not unnecessary, to give me two uh, two inclusive words on, uh, uh, under those circumstances. Hence, I over here, you have a choice: inclusive, exclusive. There's two of them. We're going to say that it is exclusive because that's the one that's that's more logical. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Good night, Shabbos. I apologize for the crazy uh, changes in schedule. Bless you tomorrow morning, regular, to- regular era of Shabbos time at 9.30 a.m. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.